Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In today's episode, I have one point that has three applications. The main point is that failure may be a test of faith. Our scripture focus will be Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 7. There, we learn that Jesus was teaching the people by the Sea of Galilee. He then got into one of Simon Peter's boats and was teaching a little way off from the shore. It is then that the text says, When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats, so that they began to sink." In the time that preceded this episode, Simon and company encountered a continuous stream of failure. They worked hard all night, letting down their nets, but they caught no fish. Their lack of results was by no means due to lack of competence or expertise. After all, they were fishermen in the water. Their lack of results was by no means due to not trying. These men were not sluggards. Rather, they were industrious, purposeful, and committed. But in spite of their labors, they did not catch any fish. What happens the next day is that Jesus gives Simon a command. He tells him, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Cognizant of his prior failures, Simon could have allowed past experience to paint his present reality. He could have said, Master, we tried that already all night. There is no longer any point in letting down our nets. He could have said, Master, I am a failure, and whatever I put my hands to do will not succeed. Simon could have said those things and disobeyed Christ's command, but he did not. Christ told Simon to go back out and cast his nets, and Simon did. This brings me to my first point. 1. Failure may be a test of faith. Therefore, in spite of failures, we are never to waver from obedience to Christ. Simon's response to Christ's command was, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say. In other words, in spite of prior failures, Simon still trusted Jesus, obeyed his commands, and did not waver from obedience to his master. Jesus had good reason for allowing Simon not to catch any fish overnight. One reason is so that Simon would grow out of fair-weather obedience and learn to exhibit obedience in spite of adverse circumstances. You see, failure can depress our mood and harden our hearts so that we are nudged to turn away from the Lord and distrust Him. God is unchanging and always in control, so He is trustworthy regardless of changing situations. This means that although we may feel frustrated, our temporary emotions never give us license to walk in the path of disobedience and disregard God's will. And it is important not to overlook the results. Simon and his fishermen friends reaped a great reward for their obedience. The text says, when they had done this, that is, when they obeyed, then they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. 
trusting in Jesus manifested in obedience, and obedience was the means by which God used to bless his servants. Let us then never waver from obedience to Christ, because in Simon's case, prior failures were a setup to test future faith. Truly, trusting God in times when nothing seems to be working is easier said than done. But the Bible never said that the Christian walk would be easy. It does say that the Christian walk is tough and often disagreeable, but God blesses those who believe in Him regardless of when everything else says, give up. 2. Failure may be a test of faith. Therefore, you persevere knowing that God not only has ordained the end, but also the means. What Luke chapter 5 verses 4 to 7 tell us is that there is a necessity of human activity. Simon had to try and cast his net all night and then he also had to obey the command of Christ to go back out into the water. Yes, God has already ordained the end before we ever get started, but he has also ordained the means by which his end will come to pass. This means involves human action. If a person were to adopt a posture of fatalism and disregard the means, then they are making trouble for themselves by disregarding God's plan. To provide an illustration of that point, we know that God has decreed how long a person shall live, but God has also decreed that the same person eats and drinks in order to maintain life. A person who therefore does not act does not live. With this understanding, we persevere, knowing that in His divine will, God uses the day-to-day activities of regular people to bring His will to pass. So yes, things may seem unfruitful now, but nothing can hold back what God has decreed. God's power engages and augments our will so that our growth into mature believers is always an active process. God never supplants our will, but intimately interacts with it. We persevere knowing that perseverance is a means and a means to an end. We persevere knowing that God enables His own with the strength to persevere. We persevere knowing that because God is a God of means, when you really believe that God is sovereign, you also believe that human action is a part of God's sovereign plan. 3. Failure may be a test of faith. Ultimately then, what determines success is not what you do, it's the presence of God. The difference between Simon having empty nets or nets bursting with fish was not determination. It was the presence of Christ. It was His presence that begat success. In everything that we do, we keep our eyes on Christ and follow His word and do for His honor so that His presence may impart fruitful accomplishment to those efforts that seek His glory. Furthermore, God is not a cruel puppet master who delights to see His children become frustrated or discouraged when they seemingly run up against the wall. Actually, God rejoices in doing us good, and we must remember that God is even working a good in us when He allows us to fail. God says in Jeremiah 32.41, I will rejoice over them to do them good. God does us good, for example, when He allows us to fail by refining our hearts and cultivating patience. God also does us good when He blesses His servants who seek His face. It delights the heart of a believer to know that God is not apathetic, but rejoices to do them good. This tells us that God is committed to the good of His children. 
we then seek Christ's presence in all that we do, knowing that our Lord always seeks what is best for those who are His. Beloved, let's be honest. In the midst of failure, setbacks, or disappointments, it can oftentimes be hard to trust God. Sometimes, you'd rather not bother and simply give up. It often feels easy to be grumpy and hard to feel full of gladness and joy. But this is exactly the point because failure may be a test of faith. God can often use failure to purify, strengthen, and increase your faith that has become stagnant in the midst of comfort or success. As Dr. Warren Worsby always says, a faith that is never tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. In the midst of a hopeless situation, oftentimes we must do what Romans 4.18 says. We have to hope against hope and trust God. We must learn how to look above and beyond the failings of the situation and recognize that the setback is not as big as God. In fact, God is the one who holds this temporary failure in the palm of His hand. The failure never has the final say. God does. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.